If you are thinking about starting a podcast either by yourself, uh, with a co-host, with guests, uh, maybe it's audio only or uh, with video, please keep on listening. I started podcasting in early 2019, and for the rare occasions that I had on a guest, uh, it was always in person. But uh, once the pandemic came around and everything became remote, um, using Zencaster really, really opened up my possibilities of who I could have on a guest. I wasn't limited to the people who I could get in person anymore. Um, I have recorded guests using Zencaster everywhere from uh, just a handful of miles away from where I am in the Chicago area, all the way to the other side of the world in New Zealand. Uh, so the video and the audio quality are great, especially if they have a decent camera and microphone. Um, and getting the files couldn't be easier. I really, really love that Zencaster records the audio and the video to the person's local computer uh, so the quality isn't lowered when you get things like internet hiccups. It then uploads the footage uh, to the platform during the recording, and when you hit stop, it quickly finishes the upload and then processes the files so you can directly download them right from the platform. The files are even accessible if something goes wrong. Uh, and this next part, I'm going to basically read verbatim uh, because I couldn't have said it better myself. It's super easy to record a podcast with Zencaster. Log in using your browser and start recording a high-quality podcast right away. Record studio-quality sound and up to 4K video with your guests. Feel a sense of zen knowing Zencaster's multi-layered backups. Backups ensure you always have your recordings in the highest quality, even if the connection is unstable. Have you ever worried what you sound like? Zencaster's post-production process makes you sound buttery smooth. It automatically removes those ums and ahs in your recording. It removes those awkward pauses in conversation, too. Set the right podcast loudness and levels while reducing background noise with a click of a button. If you have thought about podcasting before and realized that you need lots of different tools and services, those days are over. With Zencaster's all-in-one podcast platform, you can create your podcast all in one place and distribute to Spotify, Apple, and other major destinations. So, go to Zencaster.com pricing and use my code WORDNERD W-O-R-D-N-E-R-D, all one word, and you'll get 30% off your first month of any Zencaster paid plan. I want you to have the same easy experiences I do for all my podcasting and content needs. It's time to share your story. What's up, word nerds? Everybody is doing the word nerd dance. Hey! Okay, hi everybody. 
let's let's just talk about the words. My name is Spencer. This is uh, today is November fifteenth, seven sixteen a.m. Word time. It's word time. Hello, hello. It's word. It's time for the words. We gotta go. We gotta do the words. The first word is enough. Right off the bat, I have to say it was it was very silly to see in the Barbie movie. Uh, which is just called Barbie, by the way, um, near the end. This is not a spoiler. Near the end, uh, Ken is wearing a beautiful uh, sort of tie-dyed red, blue, yellow uh, hoodie, uh, and it says, I am Knuff. I am Knuff. Um, and it's, we, we of course, you know, you can buy this hoodie, shirt, whatever you want. Um, and yes, we are all Knuff. It's all, you're, you're good. You're good. Just keep on doing what you're doing. Okay, the word enough, E-N-O-U-G-H, some, some odd letters to make those sounds. Um, you can say enough, enough, enough. This is the first form, adjective from before the 12th century, and it means occurring in such quantity quality, or scope as to fully meet demands, needs, or expectations, as in enough food for everyone. Come to my holiday party. We have enough food for everyone. Uh, The synonym is the word sufficient. It's just enough. It's not too much. We're not going to have too much leftovers, Um, but it's also, it's just enough to, to fill everybody's bellies if we're talking about food. Uh, my hope, my hope for the world is that all humans and animals have enough food, enough love, enough of everything. We are enough. You are enough. What does the etymology say? This is from uh, the Middle English, enough, spelled with a Y instead of an E, that is from the Old English genog, G-E-N-O-G, genog. I don't know how they say that word, um, which is from the Old High German genug, which means enough. Um, whoa, there's more. Um, that's not, there's not a lot there. It's from the Latin nan, nansiski, nansisi, nankiski. That means to get. And then it also is from the Greek enikin, which means to carry. So you're carrying stuff. You're getting stuff. Um, yeah, it's just it just means enough. I'm trying to think of, of how you're carrying. So it's like, you know what? I got enough. I got enough to carry. I got my backpack filled. Um, there's not too much in there. It's just filled to the brim, and it's it's just the right amount that I can handle. It is enough. I think I have spoken about enough, enough, except I haven't because there is another form. And I don't know what sound am I going to make as a sound effect. I'm going to go, um, whip. The second form of enough is an adverb from also before the 12th century, number one. In or to a degree or quantity that satisfies or that is sufficient or necessary for satisfaction. Uh, Sufficiently is the adverb. 
So, you know, the, or sorry, the, the synonym, it is an adverb. Uh, so the synonym for the, uh, the adjective form was sufficient. That is sufficient. Thank you very much. Sufficiently, we are moving on. That was done sufficiently. Uh, I'm not sure how to use that in a sentence. Um, in or to a degree or quantity that satisfies or that is sufficient or necessary for satisfaction. It's just, it's the same as the adjective. It's just, it's just enough. We're satisfied. We're good. Mm-mm. Satisfaction. I can't get no satisfaction. Mick Jagger never had enough because he can't get no satisfaction. He just wants more and more and more. No, we're good. You got enough food and sleep and water and shelter. It's enough. It's enough. Number two for the adverb enough. The synonyms are fully and quite, as in he is qualified enough for the position. Um, he is qualified fully, quite, he is quite qualified. That's how we should have said that one. He is quite qualified for the position. Um, he's got all the qualifications, the qualifications, and he is enough for the role. I think I, I am enough for the role of dictionary podcast host. Number three, in a tolerable degree, as in she sang well enough. <laughs> I feel like if you're saying that about somebody um, in your singing or whatever it is, it's like almost a little bit of a dig at them. She sang well enough. It was fine. It was, it was just good enough. Um, it was it was to a tolerable degree. We could tolerate her singing. Uh, she wasn't great. She wasn't she wasn't the best, but she also wasn't the worst. And I you know I guess that's probably where I want to be. I want to be I want to sing well enough. I think I sing well enough. Maybe not in my end of episode songs, but you know maybe if you get me in some karaoke, maybe I'm gonna sing well enough. Wow. I don't remember the sound effect. We have the third form of enough. This one is a pronoun. Is that what it's saying? From before the 12th century. Uh, it means a sufficient number, quantity, or amount. As in, enough were present to constitute a quorum. Oh, we had quite a quorum of quality people. Uh, it's just it's just a number. It's It's a... You're replacing uh, some other word with the word enough. Um, enough were present. People were present. Animals were present. A number was present. That's just enough. We had enough people. Um, the other example is had enough of their foolishness. How is that a pronoun? Had enough of their foolishness? Almost seems like a noun. I don't know. I don't know words. Uh, had enough of their foolish. I'm done with your foolishness. There's a certain level of foolishness that I can tolerate. But once we hit that level, I've had enough of it. I've had enough of your foolishness. This is often used interjectionally. So, uh, what? I, enough. Enough with your foolishness. Enough with the people. We have a quorum. We don't need any more people. Um, yep, I don't know. I can't think of anything else to say about enough. It's enough. It's enough. Enough is enough. Whoop! 
The next word is enounce. This is a transitive verb. I think it's just transitive from 1788. Number one, to set forth or state. To set forth or state. Uh, the thing that you would be stating is a proposition. You are enouncing it to, to the world. Two, to pronounce distinctly. The synonym is articulate. Um, yeah, not. it's like I'm, I'm articulating, I'm telling you a thing, but very clearly. I think that's the thing about this word. It's very clearly, very to the point. It's You are articulating it. It's distinct. Um, enounce. You, you have to enounce your words. I don't know about a, the word announce. Uh, let's see. This word is from the Latin enunciare, which means to report. And there's more at the word enunciate. So, yes, you should probably be enunciating when you are enouncing um, and you are you are reporting some information to the rest of the people. Oh, sometimes I just feel like I should just quit this show altogether. But then other times, and maybe it depends on the words. I don't know. Uh, sometimes I'm like, yes, this is awesome. This is great. This is fun. I'm learning. I'm having fun. And I'm going to keep on going. And I have committed to myself to do this. But then I'm like, blech, blech. The next word is enow or eno. E-N-O-W, adverb or adjective, from before the 12th century. This one is archaic, and the synonym is the word enough. So back in the day, this is probably, well, I'm looking at the etymology. It's They both come from the uh, old English word genog, uh, which in this context in became Middle English enow, I-N-O-W. But for the word enough, it became the English Middle English word enough with a Y. So they, they came from the same place, but then they became their own words, but this, they meant the same thing? Hmm, I don't know. That's a little odd. But I guess uh, back in the day, you know, maybe the 11th century... Uh, if you wanted to say enough, you would say enow or eno. E, I, I think it's e, eno, enow. I've had enow of this, this situation. Um, yeah. Whoa, 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 whoa. The next word is en passant. Um, en passant. It's probably more like that. En passant. You don't really say the N. You just sort of say it in the back of your mouth. This is two words. The first word is E-N. The second word is P-A-S-S-A-N-T. En passant. Adverb from 1665. One. In passing. And I'm going to guess that's literally basically what this means. In passing. Just, just passing. Two people passing down the street. They are just en passant. Number two, this one, um, now there is no actual definition. It just says it is used in chess of the capture of a pawn as it makes a first move or two squares. Oh, sorry. It makes a first move of two squares by an enemy pawn that threatens the first of these squares. And uh, I think I need a visual of what exactly. I mean, I know my pawns. I know my squares. 
Yes, let's look at some some pictures. Um, so let's just reread it again. The capture of a pawn as it makes a first move of two squares by an enemy pawn that threatens the first of these squares. And why does it feel like that's just worded weird? All right, I'm looking looking at some pictures. Um, now, how, 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 what? That's not, you can't make that move. I thought you can, uh, what? Back to move, white to move, back to move. So, yeah, but, but I'm, I'm so confused by this. Can, can, can the pawns move in a diagonal unless they're attacking? Oh, we got a gif. We got a gif. Oh, maybe, so that, the black one goes two squares forward. The white one goes behind wait is this th okay this is blowing my mind so this is an actual chess move it means in passing it describes the capture by a pawn of an enemy pawn of the same rank well that's the pawns are the same rank um in most contexts i guess and an adjacent file that has just made an initial two square advance the capturing pawn moves to the square that the enemy pawn passed over as if the enemy pawn had advanced only one square, the rule ensures that a pawn cannot use its two-square move to safely skip past an enemy pawn. Whoa, okay, I did not know about this move because I am not a chess master. Contrary to common belief, I am not a chess master. Uh, capturing en passant is permitted only on the turn immediately after the two-square advance. Okay, so ooh, this, this, is a, this is crazy. So let's just break it down again. One pawn moves two squares, so pawns can move either one square or two squares. I think that's that's the standard. So if a pawn moves two squares forward, and there is a pawn on the other from the other side, the the okay, let's just break it down again. The white pawn moves two squares forward. The black pawn is one side over. So if the white pawn had moved one square, then they would be in a position to be attacked by the black pawn by moving diagonally, uh, forward and diagonally. And so the black, the white pawn moves two squares forward, and then the white pawn, sorry, the black pawn can then move diagonally into the space that the black pawn, ugh, the white pawn had passed over. Oh my God, Spencer, just shut the hell up. I think it's described just fine. I'll put this Wikipedia link in the show notes if you want to learn more. But um, it's a it's a crazy crazy f weird chess move that uh, exists in chess. <laughs> wow, this is so stupid. Um, yeah, en passant, it's a chess move. I spent way too much time on that. I did not spend enough time. I spent too much time on that one. Whoa, whoa. In plane is next. You can also say M plane, which we probably talked about a while ago. I have a vague memory of that. Um, let's see. I'm looking for in plane. Yes, it just sent us to N plane. So now we will learn about N plane. It is an intransitive verb from 1941. To board an airplane. Just that's literally all it is to get in, get on an airplane. Um. I mean, planes were invented a bit before that, so I don't know why we didn't have the word before. Maybe the word was M-plane before that. And then people were like, no, M-plane doesn't make any sense. You're going into a plane, so we need to make it N-plane 
But that also doesn't make any sense because it's E-N and not I-N. Anyway, I think I think when you go to the airport, instead of saying boarding, I think it should say inplaning because that would be a riot. Whoa, 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 whoa. Next is embrise. It's another French phrase. E-N is the first word. Second word, P-R-I-S-E. Emprise. Adjective from 1820. Oh, it's another, we're talking about chess again. It says, of a chess piece. This is exposed to capture. So, uh, let's talk about the etymology. This is French, and it literally means engaged or within grasp. Those those are a little bit different to me. Uh, engaged, like I'm, I'm busy, I'm engaged. But within grasp, that one makes more sense when we're talking about chess. Uh, how 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 those mean the same thing in French? I'm not really sure. Uh, but anyway, we're talking about chess. It's uh it's within grasp. The the pawn when the pawn moves two spaces forward, and then there's another pawn next to it. Uh, then that first pawn is en prise because it is within the grasp of an en passant move. Okay, too much, too much chess for me. No, it's chess is a good game. Uh, it's just, it's just, I'm just not smart enough for it. My brain just doesn't work that way. Whoa, 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 whoa. Next is inquire uh whoa you can say oh you can also say inquiry uh inquiry in emphasizing in or qui uh inquiry you can say it that way lots of ways um ah this is the chiefly british variation of inquire or inquiry uh spelled with an i which i guess is the way that the americans like to spell it why why did we change the letter I don't know. Whoa, 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 whoa. Next is enrage. Transitive verb from 1575. This is to fill with rage. The synonym is anger. This is the action of becoming angry and rageful. And you wouldn't like me when I'm enraged. The etymology, I mean, it's pretty clear, but uh, specifically, it comes from the Middle French. Um, they probably say, en rager, en That means to become mad. From Old French, en rager, from N plus rage, which, mean, which means rage. So, I guess our, our word rage probably has the same etymology. Um, it just came from that. Uh, see, yeah, it seems like enrage came first, and then rage came after that, probably. Maybe, maybe, I don't know. Um, enrage. I am enraged at how I say things sometimes. How I, there's not a lot of things that enrage me. There are things that bother me, like bad drivers. Uh, yeah, okay, I like to keep my emotions and more in, in, in not not too high and not too low, just like to keep them in the middle ground. And so I don't typically get enraged. That's just not me. 
Whoa, 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 whoa. I don't know what happened to the sound effect. We're just doing something a little bit different. The next word is enwrapped. E-N-R-A-P-T. Adjective from 1606. Wholly absorbed with rapture. That's just like completely absorbed with rapture. Well, with rapture, can you be raptured by things if you are raptured by something you are you're wholly involved, absorbed into into it, uh, interested in it, enwrapped. Well, you know, the goal the goal would be for you to be enwrapped with this podcast. Now, whether or not that's true, I don't know. I need to keep things interesting, but it's uh it's educational, and that's for dang sure. So I hope you're enwrapped. Whoa, 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 whoa! Enrapture. Transitive verb from 1740, to fill with delight. Now, rapture, is that, just that mean like delight? Do we need to look ahead? I don't know. That's not exactly how I would have thought the word means, but okay. Um, yeah, there's no additional etymology um, for enwrapped or enrapture because they both come from uh, rapture, I guess. Rapture. Not a word that I use in my day-to-day language. Hmm. What does that word mean? Delight? Wholly absorbed. So I guess if we're going back to the word enwrapped, maybe wholly absorbed with rapture means you are delighted. You are totally absorbed with the thing because you are delighted by it. Uh, Social media. hmm, I don't know if we can use the word delight there because... We get wholly absorbed with it, but not necessarily in the most positive ways. Uh, Yeah, so I guess rapture. Yeah, rapture. I guess I'm rethinking this word. It's like, yeah, I'm just so happy. Happy. I'm I'm enraptured. I have rapture. Rapture. What a weird word now. Whoa, 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 whoa. Enregister. Transitive verb from 1523. To put on record. Um, and the uh, the synonym is register. So in register, register, registering. If you go to register at a hotel, you're putting you down. You, we don't do this anymore, but you'd have to write your name and all your information. And I think I got a sneeze coming. Go away, sneeze. Um, now's not the time. So, uh, yeah, and it's not literally a record, a vinyl uh, a thing that plays music. This is just the record books. That's what it is. In register, into the record books. Uh, yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Enrich. This is a transitive verb. Yep, I think it's just transitive from the 14th century. Uh, now, this has one definition and uh, five sub-definitions. So, there's no numbers. To make rich or richer, especially by the addition or increase of some desirable quality, attribute, or ingredient. just want to read that one again. To make rich or richer, especially by the addition or increase of some desirable quality, attribute, or ingredient. So, hmm. You're adding something that is desirable to a person's life, and that makes them richer. Now, 
it obviously the first thing that we think of is money but uh it wouldn't necessarily have to be money um just just love that would enrich my life more love bring more love send more love uh that's that would enrich everybody's life uh that is a desirable quality attribute or ingredient as in, the experience will enrich your life. Travel will enrich your life. Um, just hanging out with people, people you like, that would enrich your life. Listening to this podcast, watching this podcast will enrich your life. Um, because it's all de desirable. Okay, here are the sub-definitions. A, to add beauty to, the synonym is adorn. So whatever you think is beautiful, maybe you can decorate your place with something like that. Uh, art that you make, art that somebody else makes. Um, or maybe it's just uh, plastic bats. Maybe, maybe that adds beauty to your life and enriches your life. B, to enhance the taste of, hoo -hoo, uh, as in butter will enrich the sauce. It will make it richer and more unhealthy, but it will also taste so good because we love butter and we love salt. I know I do. C, to make more fertile or fertile, and the thing that you are making more fertile is soil. Enrich the soil. What do you do to enrich the soil? Uh, you you probably put some um what's what's the what are the what are those plant things called miracle grow i don't know i've never used that stuff but uh something what are some other things that you can put in soil to enrich it nutrients uh maybe other plants maybe that'll enrich soil i don't know i don't grow stuff so i don't know how to do that d ooh this looks like a long one to improve the nutritive value of by adding nutrients and especially by restoring part of the nutrients lost in processing, as in enriched flour. So we are, we're talking about food here. Um, you're improving the nutritive value of food, probably by adding nutrients like vitamins or amino acids, and especially restoring part of the nutrients lost in processing. Okay, so when you're processing, oh, I don't know, flour or some other uh, thing, maybe some plant-based thing, uh, as you're processing it to make it into something else that people can use, um, some of the nutrition is lost, and so then you got to put in, just throw in that nutrition back in some way, vitamins, amino acids, whatever it is. So you got to enrich it. But the thing, the thing is, if the nutrients are lost and you're just putting them back in, I guess technically that's enriching, but it seems like there should be a different word for that, right? Seems like you're just replacing. I don't know, but it's technically enriching. Um, e, to process so as to add or increase the, the proportion of a desirable ingredient. Processing so as to add or increase the proportion of a desirable ingredient, as in enriched uranium. Uh, you're processing the uranium and so, because you're adding or increasing the proportion of that ingredient, or yeah, also is in enriched natural gas. Um, 
so I guess the it's the enriching of these things, the natural gas, the uranium, uh, that is the uh, that you're processing it, and so that is in this context the enriching of it because you are adding uh, in the processing process, you are adding desirable ingredients, and that's enriching. Because that's what enriching is. Make richer richer by adding or increasing increasing a desirable quality, attribute, or ingredient. Okay. Enricher is a noun. Enrichment is also a noun. And the etymology says it's from the word rich. Anglo-French, all that stuff. Uh, so... I don't know what we could enrich this podcast with to make it more desirable. Maybe a different host. That might make it better. Um, there are, uh, you know, adding more information, adding more jokes and entertainment would enrich this podcast. I'm working on it. I just, I'm just trying to, just trying to do this day by day. One thing that might enrich it. I was thinking about this this morning on YouTube. I need to make better thumbnails for the visuals. Right now, it's just a random freeze frame of my face going. But I think I need to put in some text. So probably by the time you see this, you hear this, there will be some better thumbnails. That will enrich everybody's lives. Whoa, 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 whoa. In robe, transitive verb from 1593, one to cover with or as if with a robe. Uh, we've been slowly watching The Golden Girls. We started at the beginning. We're almost at the end of season two. And we just watched an episode where some people were wearing robes. Because I don't know. Who knows what they were doing. But they were three people in one room were wearing robes. They were enrobed. Number two. The synonym is the number two definition for the word coat. Um, so, uh, now is it the verb coat, uh, or just the word coat? So can you, can you be enrobed in a coat? It, it, can you call a, a coat an enrobe? I don't know. I don't, I don't have a robe. Nope. No robes for me. Last word. Whoa, 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 Enroll. One word. You could spell it E-N-R-O-L-L, or just lob off one of the L's. Whichever one you don't like, whichever one is giving you the stink eye, just get rid of that one and just make it enroll with one L. This is a verb from the 14th century. We are starting with transitive. One, to insert, register, or enter in a list, catalog, or roll. As in, the school enrolls about 800 pupils. The whole school? What kind of school? Uh, well, my high school um, in one grade had anywhere between six to 900 people. So uh, the whole school enrolled many more than that. And I think these days, 25 years later, uh, it's uh, there's a whole lot more. But, you know, some areas, there's like 50 people in the whole school so they enroll a whole lot less. Why are we talking about the amount of pupils in a school? Who knows? Who knows why? Um, enroll. Yep, that's a place where you are enrolling. You have to enroll in school. Number two, to prepare a final perfect copy of. Um, and Oh, 
sorry, there's a parenthesis that, that threw me off. To prepare a final perfect copy of in written or printed form. And uh, the thing that you are perfecting is a bill passed by a legislation. So you turn it into a written or printed form, and then I think you're like, here, I'm enrolling this bill to be put into legislation. Let's put it into the roll. Um, what are the other examples? The register, the catalog, the list, the list of laws. Three, to roll or wrap up. Uh, sushi roll. Uh, I like those. Obviously, the vegan ones. Those are the, those are the best. I love the big fancy rolls with tons of ingredients and nice sauces on top. And maybe they're spicy or crunchy. Oh, it's so good. Uh, so yes, you're enrolling a sushi roll as you make your sushi roll. Intransitive is to enroll oneself or cause oneself to be enrolled. I'm, I'm causing myself to be enrolled in school. Um, as in, we enrolled in the history course. That's a, that's a school class. Enrollee is a noun. Enrollment is also a noun with one or two L's. I had no idea that you could spell this with one L. I think that's very odd. I don't understand it. Well, what does the etymology say? I think it's pretty obvious. Yep, it's from N plus roll, which means roll or register. Putting a thing in a register in roll. Uh, the sushi roll is going into the register in my mouth. All right. I've had enough of that. Let's reread the words and come up with a word of the episode. We had enough, enough, enough. Enounce, enow. En passant, in plain, en prise, inquire, enrage, enwrapped, enrapture, enregister. Uh, yes, I did read that one. Enrich, enrobe, and enroll. I think I want to pick enough as the word of the episode because, um, because we are enough. You are enough. No matter what you think about you you and yourself, if you're like, oh, I'm not good enough, I have imposter syndrome. Nope, I don't think that's true. I think you're right where you got to be. You're doing what you got to do. You are enough. And now I will sing a little song about that. You are enough. You are enough. You are enough. You are enough. We are all enough. That was fine. That was fine. And now, and now... Ladies and gentlemen, and everybody in between, and I don't like that phrase. We're so ingrained in saying that phrase, but we need something new. Hello, people. Here we go. I'm going to tell you about a movie I watched, uh, and I believe uh, it is now Saw X. Now, I have only seen a couple of the Saw movies, and they are very much not for everybody. They are what people like to say, what, gore porn or... Uh, torture porn that's the better phrase um but i think this one again i have not seen most of them but i think this one takes it in a little bit of another direction which i appreciate was there a little tearing up by the person sitting next to me maybe i think it's worth a watch there's more human drama but also there's a there's a if you like this stuff if you are if you enjoy 
uh, this sort of type of movie, or if you are fascinated by, uh, if you think about, like me, uh, the filmmaking process and what goes into creating these set pieces and the acting process and all that, it's, uh, that's what I was thinking about a lot. It's, it's fascinating, and uh, yeah, there's, there's just some, some fun stuff in there, if you're into that. My movie list went from kids animated movie to uh, a fun horror movie, like a horror comedy, back to a live action kids movie, and then back to a very extreme violent horror movie. Good times! Okay, this is the end of the long episode. Thank you very much for watching, and until next time, this is Spencer dispensing information. Bye.